Welcome to Car Wash, the podcast, your source for real stories and real business insights from the experts, both in and out of the car wash industry. So put it in neutral, feed off the brakes, and take your hands off the steering wheel, because here we go. Here is your guide on this journey, Car Wash Magazine Editor-in-Chief, Matt DeWolf. Hey everybody, welcome to this episode of Car Wash the Podcast. Today we are super excited uh, to have on Dr. Scott Spohr and Jay Wyatt from Mighty Wash down in Texas. Guys, welcome. Thank you. Glad so, to be here. So, okay. So you guys have been in business for a while now. Uh, in fact, uh, 2022 marks 10 years, so happy anniversary. Thank it's, you. It's, yeah, it's the obligatory happy 10 years. I mean, did you guys have like a, you know, a celebration or like, you know, pop a bottle of champagne or anything, or are you just opening more stores? All of the above. <laughs> All of the above. Yeah, there you go. I See, we're coming up on episode 200 and um, somebody was asking me like, well, what are you going to do? I'm like, I don't know. Maybe we'll get a kazoo. I don't like, it's just, you just keep doing what you're doing, right? I mean, it's fun to celebrate, but gosh, this this work has to get done. Um, let's, before we get too far into this conversation, I want to know um, what got you both into this industry. And maybe we'll start with Jay. Uh, let's hear your story a little bit about uh, why car washing and where'd you come from? Dr. Mike Rice, the founder, uh, and I were friends and had been friends for three or four years. And uh, because I had some, I had owned another business and had marketing experience, he had asked me to, uh, if I would help him launch a car wash and start the business from the ground up. And so I, uh, went ahead and joined, not knowing what I was getting myself into, which <laughs> it's been, I will say that it's been a very pleasant surprise. I thought it was going to be pretty drudgery uh, related field and not really much going on. And, you know, I figured you wash a car and it goes away and then gets dirty again. You bring it back, wash it again. And I couldn't think of anything duller than to do that. <laughs> but I, him being my friend, I went ahead and just jumped in with both feet and it's been a great ride. That's funny. Yeah. Uh, rinse and repeat, so to speak. Right. I mean, you, yeah. how hard can it be? That's like famous last words. How hard can it possibly be? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> what, what about you, Scott? How did, how did you end up here? How did we get to be graced with your presence today? <laughs> well, you can have the long story or the short story. So it's very similar to uh, Jay in that Dr. Rice, the founder of Mighty Wash was a super good friend of mine. And I love to tell this story because it's, it's, it's so unique and interesting in that when he first came to me, he said, Hey, we bought this really expensive piece of property and we're going to start washing cars and we're going to need to wash like some ungodly amount of cars per month to break even. And I thought, no, thank you. I'm not interested. You're a good friend, but I'm not interested. And I actually passed on the first round. And then, uh, of course, like any good deal, it comes back later and says, Hey man, we're doing great. You need to get in on second and third rounds. And so I may not be smart, but I'm not stupid either. So I said, okay, fine, got involved and uh, joined in the second and third rounds. And then unfortunately, he tragically passed away uh, on the fourth round of raising money, uh, uh, flew his plane into a uh, uh, radio, radio tower. tower. And uh, it was at that point that um, I didn't know this, but unknown to me, Dr. Rice talked to Jay and said, hey, if anything ever happens to me, you need to talk to Dr. Spore. He and I are good friends. He knows business. He can help you navigate whatever comes after that. So Jay came to me and said, hey, this is what Dr. Rice wanted you to do. And um, 
I said, okay, fine. I'll be glad to come in and help you liquidate assets and we'll, we'll get out of the car wash industry. I don't know anything about the car wash industry. But as I started getting into it and looking at it, just like Jay, I just started going, man, this is awesome. I love this industry and I love what it, what we're doing here. I love our model. And uh, I just fell in love with it. I said, there's no way we're selling. Let's, let's go with it. <clears throat> That's crazy. And so here we are um, now, you guys are 20 plus locations. Um, you're kind of, I mean, you're carrying that legacy on and, and probably turned it into something that the original founder probably didn't see coming, right? You know, we, we always kind of ask ourselves that question, you know, what, what would uh, Dr. Rice would be proud of us, you know, if he could look down and, and we, we do believe that he would definitely be proud of us, what we've done and carried on the legacy. And, you know, he had, the nice thing is he, he did develop a pretty good vision for what he wanted. And I feel like we've, we've taken it and done our own personal things to it as, as always, but uh, stayed true to the vision. And his idea was to bring technology into the industry. And that's one of the things we still like to try to, to focus on is technology and being on the cutting edge. Well, okay. So I'm, I'm going to take a little bit of a left turn here on you guys from the notes that I sent you ahead of time, but let's talk about technology a little bit. Tell me a little bit about um, what you guys are doing and what are some of the things you're looking at or what kind of tech is, are you trying to bring in? You know, we just in, instituted uh, license plate recognition mm -hmm. on all of our sites. And uh, we're super excited about that. Um, we're doing a lot of uh, really interesting and fun things when it comes to uh, marketing. And we have our own culture person. Uh, we, we hired a person specifically who focuses on culture and bringing our vision, our mission state, and our core values, uh, not just from a corporate level, but all the way down to the guys uh, actually washing the cars. Uh, you know, we love to, to always be looking at state-of-the-art equipment and uh, soaps and those kind of things. We uh, also have a gentleman that we brought in that does uh, internal analytics, which allows us to not have to rely on outside information. We have a couple of guys in our IT department. Actually, we have three. I'm sorry. We've added a third guy in the IT department because that is one of our focuses. And I think that's where Dr. Rice, uh, when he was talking about a technology gap, was uh, he was wanting to exploit that. The data. Yeah. And the with us having uh, those people in-house, it allows us to see things without having to rely on feedback from an outside vendor or outside uh, an outside source. Yeah, we're pretty proud of our team. You know, it's funny. We, we will put in certain uh, point-of-sale stuff, and our team actually does most of the work versus the people who sold us the point-of-sale system. Yeah. So That's funny. No, I, I, I think you guys are right on right there with um... – being able to take that that data analysis and just kind of being able to use that to make some decisions for your business, it takes time, right? If you got to work with a vendor, um, they're looking at the data a mm -hmm. specific way, and they maybe don't necessarily know your business exactly how you know your business. So to be able to like look at that mm -hmm. data and say, look, we know what this means. We know our customers. This is going to do X, Y, Z. We should do this. I think that's huge. Mm -hmm. I think that that's um, a, a super smart move in terms of where this industry is going and what's kind of out there. So kudos to you guys for even – well, we know way. where we wanted to go and, and have known where we wanted to go for a while. Um, you know, and we've got a vision that we want to um, follow. And it gives us, we think, a half a step on everyone else as far as that's concerned, like you were saying. Which is super important right now, right? I mean, the competition has never been more uh, intense in this industry, that's oh, for sure. Yeah, that's the truth. Yeah, there's a lot of money in this, uh, in this area. Well, yeah. And so you, yeah, you guys are in Texas, right? Where you know, there's a lot of, uh, a lot of green space builds kind of happening and 
a lot of acquisition activity. Um, talk to me a little bit about um, what you all think kind of makes you unique. I mean, obviously this data is one thing. Um, what else? How are you approaching growth right now uh, in an industry that is like, I mean, it's, it's like a, you can't even say hockey sticking because it's like, it's so vertical. It just, it just kind of went up. Yeah, it's crazy right now. You know, when we first started, when I actually first took over uh, the company, one of our first focuses and initiatives was building culture. Uh, we, we got together and we, we felt like we needed to come up with a good mission statement. We needed to come up with our core values, who we were, so that the, the, guys, down at the, the guys actually washing the cars and gals knew who, what we wanted from the top down, how to deal with people, how to deal with problems. And so we knew we had to start that off early. And one of the things we instituted was a book club. So uh, we get together every quarter and everybody in the organization reads a book that was chosen. Uh, a lot of times it's about leadership, a lot of times it's about culture, um, a lot of times it's about business, marketing, those kind of things, just different books, different areas. We get together, talk about it, and everybody learns a little bit. And I think that's really made a difference in, in who we are today uh, in building that culture. And it really starts with culture. I know that that's the buzzword for the day, but we really have felt like we've built a culture that people are proud to be here. And, and, uh, and Joe was actually telling me earlier, it's one of those things that we've built it and now it's taken long legs of its own. <laughs> you know, we've had enough people inside the organization that it's no longer us preaching it down, you know, down to everybody else. It's they're taking it now and taking it to the next level. And it's kind of cool to see. Well, so I got to ask, what's the, what's the next book or, or what's the most recent book? The Go Giver. Yeah, the most recent book is Go Giver, and we haven't actually met with that and and uh, okay. discussed it yet. It's so it's on the agenda. Go we don't giver. have the one picked next. Uh, we just brought in a new CFO, and he's been giving us book ideas. <laughs> uh, the last book was The Speed of Truth. Okay. Speed of Trust. Speed of Trust. I'm sorry. Speed of Trust. Speed of Trust. Who's that by? Do you know? Sorry, I'm a book nerd. So yeah, yeah. Stephen Covey's son, okay. who's also called Stephen Covey. Okay, nice. Who's <laughs> all? Yeah. And it Junior. Was, Junior and it was well. it was very timely because we uh, that was during our acquis most recent acquisition, and we were having to build trust with very an quickly with an outside group, <laughs> and so we wanted them to uh, be able to understand and and see what we were coming from. And then the hard part is you know you can read these books all day long and go to as many book clubs as you want, but if we don't put into practice what we're reading, yeah, it falls flat. And so we've been picking up momentum and momentum. And like Dr. Ford was saying, it's, it's like basically taking on a life of its own. Mm -hmm. And now the people, and I'm not, I don't mean um, in any disparaging way, the people that work for us or with us, they uh, are taking that and they're building the trust that we need with those, uh, with the new people. Yeah, that's a great example, Jay, because we just read that book and then we just went into this huge acquisition <laughs> yeah. For us and it was building trust with the guy selling it it was building trust with the banks and it was building trust with our investors and it was just so pertinent uh and we were able to pull that deal off in record speed yeah. which the the whole purpose of the book was the more trust you have the quicker you can get stuff done and uh i think we pulled that deal off in what three months yep wow raised 10 million dollars and you know what two weeks yeah that's yeah. crazy that well you know it's i'm no matter where you fall on the um, on the spiritual spectrum, if you're a religious person or not, I, I believe pretty strongly that those books that you read, <laughs> you're reading them for a reason. And no matter what they are, uh, it just it it 
to me, it seems like you just happen to be reading the right book at the right time, no matter what kind of position you're in. So, uh, yeah, uh, an sure. old, an old, uh, late nineties movie <laughs> reading is fundamental. I think is, is kind of the deal, right? So, <laughs> uh, yeah, Joe wanted to add real quick. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No. Yeah. Hey, just a quick thing to add. One of the first books that we read was a book called energy bus and uh, really put into perspective for us who needs to be in and who needs to be out and how hard those decisions can be for a business. But in order to move forward, you have mm -hmm. to make them. Sometimes hard decisions. Sometimes very hard decisions. And we, and we had to make some and, and, and we, we, we took on some new roles and responsibilities to find who those people are. And, and this book club really um, has added to what we've been able to do in, in, in selecting the people that have the right energy for us, starting at the very first hiring of a young person and, and what are we looking for? And it turns out we're just looking for a smile and someone who adds energy to our team. Mm -hmm. And uh, so we, we, we put in some practices to get some of those things done and uh, they have really benefited, benefited us to this point. Yeah, and to that point, you know, it's kind of funny. That book talks about getting the right people in the right seats also. Yeah. And there, I can't tell you how many countless times we've hired the right person, but put them in the wrong seat. Sure. We've just kept moving them until we found the right seat. We knew they needed to be with us. We just had to find the right spot for them. And that really has worked out well for us. Yeah, that, that piece is huge. I mean, it's it's you know when you have the right person that belongs with your team, <laughs> right? Like you just know. Mm -hmm. You know those things. Um, before we get too far down the path here uh, – if anybody's listening to this, uh, go back to Joe. Can we go back to Joe for just a minute? Because Joe, Joe snuck Absolutely. Joe snuck his way in here. But Joe, guess what? You can't get off the hook that easy. You got to introduce yourself. Tell tell everybody who you are and, and what you do. Well, I'm Joe Landine. I'm the director of marketing development and whatever else comes along. Uh, <laughs> hey, sometimes you you you've got to be able to put up the chairs and and the tables, right? Yeah. Sometimes so, sometimes we're the janitor and sometimes we're in charge. It you know we're all things. Absolutely. <laughs> Awesome. Joe, thank, thanks for thanks for introducing yourself to everybody. I just wanted to make sure that those listening at home uh, weren't wondering who was the who was the guy that came in in the middle. So there we go. All right, they do. <laughs> so, okay, so let's um, – obviously, I mean, culture is super important. We've been talking a little bit about that. You all have dedicated someone to that cause very specifically. Uh, love the book club idea. Um, let's shift gears a little bit. I want to talk um, – we're going to get into the weeds a little bit here and into some operational things. I want to know um, more about kind of your approach to the, the unlimited club. I, I, I noticed on the website um, that you guys have several options for folks to kind of do this. There's a month to month, there's annual renewals. Um, can you talk a little bit about your approach to that and kind of what you guys do? We started off like anyone um, when Dr. Rice, when we first opened the first one, he ordered a, you know, a, a ton of fast pass tags, what we'll call fast pass tags. And they were trying to give us, I think, 300 or something when we initially opened. And he wanted 10,000. And he said, I want a tag on everybody in Lubbock. I want it on every windshield. I don't want to walk through a parking lot and not see 10 of them. You know, it was that approach. And so we did, we've done a pretty good job of doing that uh, in all three of our regions, by the way. But the, uh, we, we had those people that when we had the first site, just one site, we had people that would come in and go, hey, I'm going to be gone for two weeks or we're about to go on vacation. I know it's going to renew. I want to go ahead and cancel. So we came up with the 30-day, um, uh, uh, I think we called it the month-to-month. -month. 
and you can, you know, buy that on the eighth of the month and you're good for 30 days. And then that way, when you get back then you have to uh, renew it again, but it allows you flexibility. Yeah. And if you've got a, you know, and you've got people that sometimes the credit card doesn't recharge or for whatever reason, but um, we wanted to give those two options. And then there were people that just absolutely, you couldn't put a gun to their head and make them uh, put a credit card on file. Yep. So we wanted to, uh, you know, we know we have a, a lot of those, we call them single wash customers. Um, we wanted to give them the option and the, uh, it, since they were loyal, we wanted to give them a discount of some sort. So we came up with the grind fighter program, which is you come in, you sign up, you get your first wash free. It's always the mighty wash. And then whenever you get 10, and you get two dollars off any any day, any time on any wash. And then once you get ten, when you come in the eleventh time, the gate will automatically open, welcome you in, and you get another free mighty wash. And then it starts all over. But we wanted to be able to do something for the people that do not want to put a credit card on file. And and so if I'm in that if I'm in that loyalty program, that grind fighter loyalty program, uh, am I paying anything to get into it, or is it free sign up? Like how does that work? No, it's free. free to sign up. So free, free to sign up and you get your first wash free. Okay. I mean, that that's a, that's an easy sell, right? I mean, it should be. Absolutely. Very easy sell. Don't you wish you lived here? Yeah. Right. <laughs> well, I'm going to, I'm going to tell you, like, it's definitely, it's definitely warmer where you are than where I am right now. It's uh, I think we're about 20 <laughs> right now and that's like a heat wave. So. And Joe did have a, whenever we, uh, whenever we launched it on one of our new sites, we bought a couple of uh, washes here in town. Whenever we opened it on 50th Street in Indiana, we signed up over 500 wow. on the first day. Just through the loyalty. Wow, that's crazy. That's crazy. So, yeah. okay, so do you see um, do you see folks go from that program into your monthly clubs, or do they do they stay pretty segmented? Uh, it, the monthly clubs are usually people that aren't afraid to put it on file, okay. and so we're not losing any from the grind fighters. And like I said, it it's kind of a different clientele. Yeah, pretty much. Yep. I like that. I like that because I mean, I think we get pretty focused in this industry about subscriber, 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 give me those unlimited yeah. pass members, but there's a, there sure. is, you guys, you guys are proof, right? There's a, there's a whole body of people who don't want that. They don't want that level of commitment. I don't, I don't want to forget right. that I subscribe for seven, you know, uh, mm -hmm. TV programs that I need to cancel right now. But yeah, anyway, yeah. <laughs> I'm just, I was going through my head. I'm like, Oh gosh, I actually do need to cancel a few subscriptions, but, um, uh, <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> so let's let's talk a little bit more about um, you all and, and kind of the impact that you want to have, right? So there was a vision in the beginning. Uh, you all have been growing uh, gangbusters in the last few years here. A big part of that is how you show up in the community, right? Ta talk to me a little bit about your vision for your community impact and what you want to do there. I'm going to let Joe sit in my chair because this <laughs> is his – he's the PR guy. So I'm going to get up. And... Joe, talk to me about community, brother. Well, well, I'll I'll uh, I'll start from prior to me being here. This was me on the outside looking in, knowing nothing nothing about the car wash business. But I I fancy myself as knowing a little bit about marketing in the community that I live in. So uh, Jay and I had a conversation. Really wasn't about me coming to work here, but it ended up a conversation about acquisitions, possibly for Mighty Wash, and and how that narrative might need to go. So I offered to help him with that. And very soon I was sitting in my seat and I was taking a message that was already here and, and present 
um, basically just being asked to grow that. So our community investment, um, it centers around the local school systems and nonprofits. And what we do is uh, simply partner with them in an engagement type situation. We have uh, Mighty Max, who is the face of our company. He's a mascot and he can go everywhere humans cannot. <laughs> school systems, uh, we've been in uh, daycare centers, golf tournaments, golf, uh, you name it, he's showed up and participated. He's, he's especially a, um, a factor when it comes to July 4th parades yeah. and, and um, Halloween uh, and, and fall festivals. Uh, he's, he's invited everywhere. And the benefit to us there is that most of those things don't cost us anything. They just cost the opportunity to be there uh, in a personal way. And so in engaging with those school systems and uh, those nonprofits, um, we also sponsor some of their events, but uh, we've become kind of a local favorite. Uh, and uh, really, is, it's the best form of marketing that we can possibly do in our communities because when we do engage with those that we support, uh, they tend to give that back to us by visiting us at, at our washes. Joe, do, and we, do, we have a, do you put on the mascot? Are you, are you the mascot? I, I do not. <laughs> but, uh, you know, we have a lot of young folks that uh, are eager to be recruited, and we also pay them to do it. So okay. it, so, it, it works it, out for them. Is it employees or, like, is it other people in the community doing your mascot work? Well, it is employees okay. right. and one <laughs> former employee who just loved to be Mighty Max. That's funny. And in every situation I have an opportunity to hire him, I do, because he's the ultimate uh, mascot. Because he loves it. He That's loves funny. it. And uh, I'll, I'll tell you a great story is that we uh, sponsored a local, well, we sponsor a local high school district, and we have a signage on the football field. And, and uh, so when they record the games, uh, we seem to just be on TV the whole time. <laughs> but... Mighty Max shows up for uh, a presentation that they do as part of our sponsorship. Well, Max shows up, and we didn't know what the reaction would be, but uh, he found himself leading the marching band and the entire student body chanting, Mighty Max, oh, Mighty Max. <laughs> and and uh, that is exactly what I was hoping would happen, but you have to let <laughs> you it happen. You got to let it happen yeah. organically. It, yeah. it just has to happen. Yeah. And it did. And so now wherever he shows up, uh, we seem to get that, that reaction, the police officers, the people working the games, the, the students, the faculties, uh, everybody wants to photograph with Max. So we, we do that in hopes that those, uh, in those young, young people that are there right now, they're going to be driving four and five years from now. We want them to come hang out with us because we hung out with them when, uh, when they were the, the, the ones in the spotlight. That's so funny. I mean, there is, there is real value in mascots, friends. If you don't have one, maybe you should get one. That's the moral of this story. Um, yeah. <laughs> so, okay. So, but something else came out of that, out of what you were just telling me there, um, Joe, and I don't know who's best to speak on this, but I think it comes back to a little bit of um, company culture, right? Because you've created this uh, environment where people who move on from the organization still want to still want to be connected. They still want to be part of it. What is it? Yeah. What is it that you all are doing um, that's creating that? How are you making that happen? 
Well, I'll tell you, one of the things that we do is, yes, we hire a lot of young people that are working in our high schools. We hope that those that they go on to local colleges, and while they're there, they're working for us. And so we present them with an opportunity to have a tuition reimbursement from Mighty Watch, which in a lot of cases is, is about $2,000 a semester for uh, for these folks that are working for us. And it becomes a really good recruiting tool for us because we we can share those stories, and they can also help us share those stories. We run a TV spot that is just about recruiting high school and college students, and that's who's doing the recruiting, not us. But uh, we hope to create an environment where the experience for them was such that other young people can see it and say, hey, that might be a great place for me to work while I go to school. Mm -hmm. And uh, those things are, are proving to be true for us. Uh, just an example is after, during COVID, we had a, uh, a young lady come up with an idea at one of our locations to have a graduation for all of the graduates at her site that worked there. Okay. That worked there. And so we had a ceremony. It involved graduation music, diplomas, the whole nine yards, just like they would have had they been at their respective school. So we had about six different schools represented in a couple of colleges at the, at the graduation. And uh, yeah, we had photos of them flipping up their, their uh, tassels and, and, and celebrating a graduation that they, they couldn't have at their schools. Joe, that's a great story. And, like the amount of things that can happen at the wash uh, never ceases to amaze me. So you guys are doing graduation ceremonies. I, there's other washes who have done uh, weddings at the wash. Um, uh, yeah, there's, there's been proposals. There's all kinds. I mean, there was one year at, um, at the car wash show in Las Vegas that I watched uh, two people get married on the trade show floor. So like, I mean, there is, there is so much fun in this industry. You guys, like, I'm so excited. This, I love this graduation story. Sorry. I cut you off a little bit. Yeah. So that uh that graduation story it spurred a um an effort on at every one of our locations to do the same to do the same thing in in one shape or another and uh it's really good and some of these events that we do we we had this year we had a um a car wash haunted house yep the the uh the neat thing about that whole thing is that jay was uh, dressed up as an inmate and he was bringing people into the wash from i thought oh great an inmate is uh, is trying to bring people into the wash and then um dodger spore he was the joker and he was actually i mean he walked like the joker at the event <laughs> <laughs> and you talk about a community engagement piece um i was miguel from uh, from from the movie um Oh golly, I can't remember the name of the movie now. Coco. Coco. Oh yeah, okay. Yeah, so so we were all we all had a lot of fun with that. But I'll tell you what was the neatest part of that, and something that we do a lot of, is in our partnerships with our school systems. Uh, one of the things that we do is with nonprofits as well is that we recruit those nonprofits to participate with us in a nonprofit in a wash day situation. That our washes, we have one that happens each month. And so at that particular day, we had a middle school cheerleading team. We taught them how to run or work our uh, pay stations to help customers. And so they worked the pay stations while we worked the haunted house. And uh, in turn, they were the beneficiaries of 10% of the proceeds from that day. And so 
in community engagements like that, there's uh, that it's one of our focuses for sure, but it's also our, our best recruiting effort <laughs> for sure. That's funny. I, I mean, well, and <clears throat> they, what a data or what a um, event to be part of, like to, to have your day that you're benefiting from the wash be the haunted tunnel days. I mean, because those those are draws, guys. I'm I'm not gonna lie. Anybody that's doing a haunted tunnel and putting the time and energy into into making that thing sing uh, the way it should is, is reaping the benefits. And you guys did that. Um, well, it, you know, they it happened at a lot of our washes. It just so happened yeah. that this one, the CFO, the CEO, and the director of marketing and other managers were there to do it with them. Yep. And that is a huge piece in this puzzle. Yeah, I would just add that what, what Joe said there is that what's made us, I think, most successful in our communities, and Joe will harp on this all the time, is being present. Yeah. Being present in communities, being in there, being involved. I mean, there's one thing, you can give money all day long, but getting involved in a cause that you believe in, getting involved in your community personally where you show up is huge for, you know, what we're trying to do. Um, and one thing to echo what Joe said, too, is that one of our mottos is to take our employees and make them better people, our team members, and make them better people, whether they leave us and go somewhere else or whether they stay with us. So that's one of the things that motivates us for the tuition reimbursement is that we want them to be better people at the end of the day, yeah. uh, just like we strive to be better people at the end of the day. And if they're not going to benefit us, they're going to benefit somebody out there in the, in the community. And that's where we feel like we've uh, seen a lot of growth in our company. And there's no strings attached to it. Tuition reimbursement. Say, say that again, Jay. Oh, he was just saying there's no strings attached oh. to the tuition reimbursement. Meaning, meaning, yeah, you don't have to come back afterwards. And our goal is just to help people get better, uh, grow. In the end of the day, we'd like, you know, we believe some of them are going to stick with us. Yeah. And it was worth the investment. But at the end of the day, it's just about people. I love that. I love that. And well, and it's like, it, it works when it's authentic, right? Like it only works if it's authentic. If you're only, if you're doing it for the wrong reasons, People won't come back. You won't right. benefit from anything, uh, any of their talents while they're there. It'll just kind of dissolve and go away. Um, I want to, but I want to wrap us up with a, a little bit of future, um, future talk. So I, I, I'm curious. We're ten years in to Mighty Wash. Um, you guys have been growing like crazy recently. What's the future like? What are, What are you looking for next? We're gonna keep growing. You know, I, I think that the. This, we just love what we do, yeah. and it's exciting. It's a great industry. Um, I can't think of anything better to be doing. And when you look at it that way, you know, it's sort of like you just keep running towards your goals. And, you know, you look around, all of a sudden you see opportunities around you, and you just take them. Uh, I mean, I think that's where we're at now. We're, we're not going to sit here and say, hey, we're going to be such and such place. But um, we just keep doing what we love and keep investing in people. And as you do that, you look around and all of a sudden you see opportunities and you take them. So, okay. So I love that answer, except I want I want something specific. I want, I want, I want to know, like, are you guys going to like stay in the region you're in? Would you like to be bigger? Like what's kind of the, what's kind of the, the, the MO here? What's Mighty Wash going toward? You know, and, and your your question's great because you ask us this today, it might be different tomorrow, right? Because right, totally. that's, that's the world we live in. But today what we're looking at is we, we believe in the growth um, inside out. And In other words, we don't want to jump from here to, to Phoenix. We don't want to jump from here to, to Florida. Uh, so we're going to grow from where we are outwardly. 
and and sort of meet the market's needs as we're growing, uh, you know, outwardly. And so we don't. I guess the idea is we don't want to overextend ourselves. And yeah. so um, that's kind of uh, the feeling that we are today. But you know, obviously, if we got some sort of offer to buy ten markets somewhere that may be far away from us, we'd still look at it. You know, that's why that it's hard to answer that question, yeah. <laughs> but where we are now, I think it's, we're going to grow from, uh, you know, what's the word I'm looking for. It's like, it's, it's can, like the can, concentric circles. I can do right? it like, yeah, yeah you're going to yeah. spread out. You're like, you're just going to like go, you're going to build up your, um, your market dominance in where you are. And it's just going to kind of spread out like the suburbs. Yeah. That's it's urban I, sprawl almost. Yeah. Instead of being like this, you know, all over the place. And, and that's how that's how it's worked out to this point. You know, we went from we built right here in Lubbock and grew that a little bit. Permian Basin is a uh, hundred miles from us and grew that out a little bit. And now we're in eastern New Mexico, which is another hundred miles from us, and yep. and doing that doing that there. And as we go, we participate in those communities just like we do right here. And yeah, and you know, like you said earlier in your uh, in the podcast, there's a lot of money in this market and there are a lot of people chasing opportunities. And so, you know, we think as, as we grow, we, we'll obviously take advantage of any opportunities as far as acquisitions, but we'll probably be more growing in the sense of uh, uh, building locations um, in and around where we are. Yeah. That, so, okay. So that's a, that was my next question. Um, new builds or acquisitions? Ready to go. Yes. <laughs> yeah. All the things, all the things. I love that answer. Okay. Perfect. Yeah. But, <laughs> yeah. but, but I, but I feel like the acquisition side, it's, it's, it's getting tighter and harder just because there's so much money chasing, chasing uh, acquisitions. And so we, we just finished closing on a five location deal, which, you know, I would say fell into our laps thanks to Jay and just knowing who people. And that's kind of where we're at. Opportunities will arise as we keep growing and we'll take those opportunities but um, probably be more building in the next five years. Yeah, yeah. That, I mean, I think that's the thing that um, some of us miss a little bit is that as uh, as more washes get acquired and as this market gets hotter in that respect, it starts to make a lot more sense for those who would be the purchasers to just build their own, right? And like find the green space mm-hmm. where they can and build up and, and, and grow that way. So things for folks to consider uh, as, you're, as you're growing in this business or not growing. Um, Guys, I want to say thank you so much for spending some time uh, on the show today. I really appreciate getting to share a little bit of the Mighty Wash story, and I can't wait to see where you all are headed. Great. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Jay, we can't see you. Show us, Jay. Just give us give us a goodbye to Jay. Jay, thank you so much. Love, the, you. Love, the, love the shirt. Uh, we will catch you all next time. If you want to catch uh, more episodes of this program, subscribe anywhere you're catching your podcast content. And until then, friends, keep it clean. Car Wash the Podcast is your source for real stories and real business insights from the experts, both in and out of the car wash industry. Our show helps investors, owners, operators, and managers think about ways to enhance their business. Our podcast is a free on-demand audio program that provides information on the latest trends impacting the industry, tips from successful industry leaders, and inspiration for our listeners.